Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The all-star reserves in the East and West are out. Who made it? Who got snubbed? And reaction to the foremost headline in this league as we speak, Joel Embiid sideline in Philadelphia by a meniscus injury in his left knee. We get to all of that next here on This League Uncut. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, this news you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time! Mark Stein, it's showtime! Boom shakalaka! This league and cut is underway and on fire! This should be a good one. Hey everyone, welcome in to a Thursday night taping Friday morning drop for the This League Uncut podcast. Mark Stein here with Chris Haynes. It was always going to be a crazy time because this Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern on this Thursday, that officially marked one week to go until the trade deadline. So it was going to be busy anyway. But on this Thursday, seemingly in the space of an hour and change, we had a trade. The Houston Rockets made a trade for next season, but still a significant trade. The Houston Rockets swung a deal with Memphis to acquire Steven Adams. That was right before TNT rolled out its scheduled announcement of the All-Star Reserves in both conferences. And in the middle of that revelation, finding out the coaches' seven selections in both the East and the West, we get an injury update from the 76ers that the Sixers are not outright declaring the severity of the injury yet. The Sixers say they're going to need the rest of the week to make that determination, but the Sixers do acknowledge that an MRI has revealed a meniscus injury in Joel Embiid's left knee that is obviously going to sideline him for what at this point is an undetermined amount of time but it's obviously not going to be measured in days and the level of what a blow that is to the Sixers 
given the way Embiid has played this season after all this discourse all week long about the 65 game rule and how many games Embiid has already missed. I mean, all of that gets shoved to the side right now because this is just a massive hit for the Sixers when Embiid, I mean, even after that Golden State game, when Joel Embiid clearly did not look right even before the unfortunate loose ball scramble that caused this more severe knee injury. This season, in the 34 games he has played, Joel Embiid has scored 1,201 points in only 1,157 minutes. Absolutely ridiculous, Wilt-esque production. And so the level of alarm in Philadelphia is obviously super high. As we speak, as we're recording this, the Sixers are trying to win a game in Utah without Joel Embiid. So look, we're going to get to Embiid. Let's, we're going to start with the all-star stuff, and then we're going to get to Embiid. Chris Haynes, I'm sure you were dialed in this evening when the all-star reserves were announced. I actually wrote a column on Tuesday trying to pick my 14 reserves had I had a ballot or had I been advising a coach with a vote I knew how I was going to go and vote my 14. I got 12 out of 14 right. I got them all right in the Eastern Conference. Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, of course, Jalen Brunson, who was a lock to make his first all-star team after he narrowly missed out on being named a starter. Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, Tyrese Maxey, and yes, I had Paolo Bancaro, getting a spot and he did. So I, I, I did well in the, I did well in the East. You can tell me, Chris, if you think anybody in the East got snubbed, but the West man, Kawhi, AD, Devin Booker, Anthony Edwards, Stephen Curry, those five all made it, but I would have gone with Rudy Gobert and DeMontis Sabonis for the other two spots. The coaches but with Carl Anthony Towns over Gobert, that one really surprised me. And then Paul George, much less of a surprise because the Clippers have been fantastic. And you can certainly make the argument that the Clippers should have two All-Stars, but the Clippers have two. The Sacramento Kings have none. The Kings didn't get Sabonis or De'Aaron Fox in, and that genuinely did surprise me, Chris Haynes. Yeah, I mean, the East was pretty. This, this in recent memory, the East, that was pretty... That was probably one of the most easiest seven guys to pick in the conference in recent memory. Um, that's that's pretty much the roster that everybody pretty much predicted. The West, yeah, we knew that was going to be pretty much up for grabs. Um, you know, definitely some controversy there. Um, the Sacramento Kings not getting one. Uh, I think you can make a case that they sh- should have two. Um, but then who are you taking off? Who are you taking off? Minnesota, number one team in the Western Conference. You can say that they deserve two. If you look at um, typically when you have a team that is number one in the conference or even number one in, in the entire league, that comes with multiple all-star bursts. And so, um, you know, it's interesting. You would have picked Gobert over Carl Anthony Towns, who's having a pretty good season. I mean, I think Minnesota, they would make the case that they deserve three. 
Uh, with that being said, you're not getting three in the West. The we, West, we man, the West is the West is so stacked. You yeah. literally could come up with a list of 15 worthy candidates for the seven spots. I mean, guys like Shen Goon can't, can't even get close to being considered. James, not right now. James Harden not, not, is not, not even right going to be considered. And, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's just you know, no Pelicans are, you know, on this Western Conference roster. It's just super competitive. But, no, I have to – Minnesota's rise, obviously, Anthony Edwards is – a huge part of it becoming the guy there, becoming really the centerpiece of this team. But the other transformation in Minneapolis has been defense. This has been the best defensive team in the league, a top three defensive team all season. That starts with Gobert. I mean, in a huge, huge way. So it's not that I'm trying to slight Cat, but to me, Gobert should be the Wolves' second all-star. But, I mean, if you disagree... All right. If well, you let's disagree, you let's can. let's talk about it. I I don't I don't know if I disagree or not, but I think there's a compelling case for others for others. But you know, we we talked about this. Maybe was it a month ago when I was talking about the guards? How it was just so many guards that were deserving of an All Star berth in the Western Conference, and I, I'm I was you know I was talking about Steph. I was talking about the season that the Golden State is having. I believe Steph is on on a team with the lowest record who made an all-star team. I believe Steph is the lowest. Um, so with that being said, remember we were talking about three weeks ago, I was talking about is there a scenario where Steph will be left off of the roster because De'Aaron Fox, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Devin Booker, Anthony Edwards um, is loaded. And you can make a case that they're probably more deserving than Steph. Um, and then De'Aaron, the, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough. But, but Stein, this, this is funny, though, because I was just say ironic because Steph makes it. And, you know, there's Kings fans that are saying, hey, what's going on? The Kings are fifth place in the West. De'Aaron is having a good year. It's a bonus. But look, y'all. The NBA announced, what was it, two, three days ago, that Steph is going to compete in a in a three point contest with, with with Sabrina. Did you actually think that Steph, if, if he didn't make it, he was still going to show up to Indianapolis during All Star break? Did you really think that? Well, you know, it's, that, it's, that it's was funny. your hands up. It's funny you bring that up because I totally didn't even think about that. But the reason I didn't even think about that is because. I don't care what the Warriors record is. The thought of Western Conference coaches not selecting Stephen Curry, no freaking chance. Coaches love Stephen Curry and what a leader, his leadership style, the way, I mean, there is no way the Western Conference coaches were going to leave Stephen Curry off. And like I said, I didn't even do the math, but what you just said about the league arranging a three-point contest, a showdown between Stephen Curry and Sabrina Ionescu for charity. Absolutely right. That's not going to happen. They're not going to have Steph fly in for that. And uh, Sorry, you didn't make the game. <laughs> um, and, but look, the King, Kings fans should rightly be pissed. I They deserve one All-Star. I agree. Now, again, I don't, 
I struggled with this huge when I wrote about it. I think Sabonis has been the most consistent force for this team this season. I mean, the guy's shooting better than 60% from the field, but we could have a long argument about who should get one spot between the two Kings if that's all there could have been room for. But we haven't even mentioned Jamal Murray. I think Jamal Murray has all-star numbers. And after, you know, that was the big question after the finals, after he played so well on the final stage, was this the year that Jamal Murray was going to break through and make the all-star team? And it still hasn't happened. Jamal Murray is still not an NBA all-star. Lowry Markinen, another guy. We, I mean, he, with the way Utah has turned their season around, he should be considered. Again, we're not even looking at Pelicans like Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. I'm, yeah, but Stein, Stein, you mentioned you mentioned these guys. Who are you taking off? There's no room. Who are you? There's no yeah. room. The West. There's no room. The West has 15 guys for seven reserve spots. And look, the San Antonio Spurs are miles under 500. But and a rookie, we have not seen a rookie make the All Star game since Blake Griffin in 2010. So Victor Wembanyama was never getting an all-star berth in his first season. But is he a candidate? Did he deserve consideration? Yes, I think he deserved consideration. So to me, the West was an absolute nightmare. My list of snubs in the East is much shorter. Obviously, Trey Young as a soloist, if you just look at Trey Young's individual production, you know, for the second straight year, he has been left off the East reserves, but you know, the Hawks are well under 500 and that's the reason why is that all Trey Young's fault? Of course not, but he's the one who's paying the price for Atlanta's very disappointing season. People talked about Porzingis and Derek white in Boston. Not for me. I would have had Jared Allen or Scotty Barnes ahead of the two other Celtics. I don't think the Celtics need four all-stars in the East. I think having, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is plenty. I really felt like Orlando had to have someone in the East. I'm really glad to see that the coaches yeah. voted Bancaro in because I I do think that they deserved one. Now, it's going to be interesting. Julius Randle was selected as an Eastern Conference reserve. Obviously, he's not going to be able to play with the dislocated shoulder. He's just sustained. Like Trey might... Mike Trey Trey might yes. get that. He was second in um because yeah. I, I think something people and, need uh, to remember Oaks. in recent years, the league doesn't choose those injury replacements typically based on position. What they usually do is they go to whoever was closest to earning one of the seven slots from the coaches. So i we obviously don't know. Was that Trey Young? Was that Scotty Barnes? Was that Oh Porzingis? from the coaches? Oh, right. I thought I thought no. he did. I thought it was off the, the fan votes. As far as now, as I mean, I don't want to sit here and say that I'm 100% sure, but as I understood it, what they usually do on reserves is go to who the coaches would have had next. So they don't okay. come out right and say that. But I think when we hear the injury selection for Randall, that that will that that is how it will play out. But now you got me second guessing myself. So first thing in the morning, I will go back to the league and see if I don't have my facts <laughs> straight. But I, I think in general, that's yeah. how they've done it in recent years that whoever, whoever was, okay. whoever, whoever finished eighth in the coach balloting is the most likely person to get that 
that replacement slot. So as of right now, as of right now, we know Adam Silver has to replace one, but it could potentially be two, depending on Joel Embiid's situation. Right. And you'd have to think Embiid's not going to be able to play. So there will be two slots likely in the East. And that's that's why when I wrote about this on Tuesday, just my instinct is one way or the other, Trey Young will end up in Indy. But I guess we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. What do you think? If if it's if it goes by the coaches who they had next up on the list, I don't know that Trey is that high up. I would be concerned, you know, think about, so East is not, like I said, I can't really think of any real snubs. Definitely Trey has a case. Who else has a real legitimate case? I think Jared, I I think Jared Allen has a case. I feel like he's been so good. Although he, he got hurt tonight. We don't know how serious it is, but I think given all the injury problems that the Cavs have had, I, I mean, I think Allen, I put him ahead of Porzingis or Derek White or even Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes has a very nice statistical line. He's taken a step forward, no question. But but the Raptors, they're even further adrift in the East than the Hawks. So if the Raptors are 17 and 30, it's not going to help Scotty Barnes' all-star case. Yeah, well, uh, let me just throw, since we're naming names and, and giving shout-outs here about potential snubs, um, Miles Turner from Indiana. Indiana believes they he has a case. Uh, you said Jared Allen. Um, nobody else on Phoenix. Jimmy Butler as I mean, no, you know, I am I am the biggest Jimmy fan there is, but I think this season, given the time he's missed and given Miami's struggles, I don't know that the Heat would be in the market for two All Stars. Okay. They got Bam at a bio in. I mean. Look, again, these are not my snubs per se, but you just can't, you know, people love to say that 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 Derek White and Porzingis were candidates, but I, 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 I really don't see it. In the East, to me, the most significant snubs were Trey and Jared Allen on my scorecard. I can't argue with that. I'll throw Mikael Bridges in there as well. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The East is likely looking at two injury replacements, and that's because, again, the biggest story of the night in the NBA, the Sixers in the midst of all of those all-star unveilings earlier tonight on TNT. The Sixers announced that an MRI revealed that Embiid has sustained, quote, an injury to the lateral meniscus in his left knee, end quote. No formal timetable has yet been established, but the Sixers say Embiid, at the minimum, out through the weekend while a treatment plan is finalized. You covered that game Tuesday night for TNT. What did you see? I mean, it sure didn't, even before the the scramble that left him hobbled and forced to leave the game for good. He he did not look good, did he? I watched him work out pregame. So this would be, mm, huh, this would be about 35 minutes before, uh, 35, 40 minutes before they took the court for the game. He did not look good. I was, he, he, he warmed up for about 15 minutes. Based off of that, I I was like, he's not playing. He's not playing. And then I ended up walking him to, um, I need, I ended up walking behind him back to um, the locker room after his pregame warm-up. And then I can see him telling people, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to give it a go. I was surprised. He did not look good. He was not moving good. So I, I know he's hearing about um, how he's ducking smoke, ducked the Denver game and, you know, the Philly, they were they were fine recently uh, for how they handled um, not, you know, not reporting in a timely fashion. Uh, MB's injury, which caused him to um, not play that game. It was the last weekend against the Denver Nuggets, a late scratch. I know he's hearing everything. I know he's hearing the criticism. I, I felt like the way he looked. I felt like he was really trying to like give it a go to show everybody that he can play through pain. I just don't think that was the time to do it. But what I will say is about, you know, we, you know, we talked about the 65 game rule to become MB, excuse me, to be eligible for the MVP and to be eligible for first team all NBA. This is sources close to MB told me this. They said he had two goals going into this season. Number one was to try to become the best player in the NBA. He wanted to establish himself as the best player. And I think he was on in line of doing that. And you, you pointed out his um, his points, his point stats um, aligned with his minutes. Um, 
You know, he's playing at a historical pace. So he was on pace of doing that. And number two was to go into the playoffs healthy. And it was not, there was no goal of winning any individual awards. And so he was going to make sure this season, if, if there was anything bothering him, he might be able to play, you know, he might be able to play through it, but he's taking a, a cautious approach because he, he felt like he really hurt the team going into the playoffs hurt last year. And that's what he wants to accomplish. He wants to win a championship. And so that th those are his goals. So this whole 65, it's not happening. It, even before this injury, it wasn't happening. He wasn't going to reach that goal. He was going to play it safe, play when he feels pretty damn close to 100% and give his, give his best. But if there's any concern, he was going to err on the side of caution and, and sit out because he wants to be healthy for his team in the playoffs. So it sounds, though, like he violated his own agenda by playing in the Golden State game. I mean, because now I think he took yeah. so much heat for not playing in Denver, but like when you saw how he looked first half against the Warriors, he shouldn't have been playing. I mean, he, you know, he wasn't on the injury report by all accounts at his insistence. He told the Sixers by all accounts, don't put me on there. I'm going to play in Denver. Shouldn't have played in that game. And he shouldn't have played in the Warriors game. And now the question will be, is this injury so serious that he can't be healthy for the playoffs? That's obviously that that is the only thing that matters at this point. Doesn't matter how much time he misses for the rest of the regular season with Maxi, an all star named an all star tonight for the first time with Maxi. You have to believe that the Sixers will make the playoffs even if they're missing Embiid for a mess of games, but just having him healthy for the playoffs. I mean, we obviously don't know much at this point. It's just hard to see that right now. Yeah. And I, to your point, I do think Philly, they will be okay with missing Embiid with chunks of games of, of, be, of being sidelined. I think they'll be fine because ultimately, you know, if they're they're a top, if they're a, a team that finishes in the top five in the conference, I, I still feel like they um, believe that they will still like their chances. Um, but that that's that's where his head is at. That's that's what it was told. To, that's what was told to me. His head is on, you know, trying to maximize and take his game to the next level but he's going to err on the side of caution all throughout the season to make sure that he is he's as healthy as possible going into, into the playoffs because he understands that's where he's going to be um that's where he's going to be great at that. you know that's what it is really going to matter the postseason and, uh, and and like to your point yeah i mean for whatever reason playing in that golden state game i think it, the fact that it was that Denver game? That was a national televised game, right? Philly Denver. Yeah, Saturday night. In which it was Saturday a late night scratch. was ABC, and then okay. Tuesday night was TNT. So they were both national TV yeah. games. Yeah. So yeah. So I I can see the pressure there that he he might have felt. Uh, but remember, Stein, even that game, he was just shooting jumpers. You know, he did not want to get physical. He had Draymond Green guarding him. You know, Draymond is going to hack and foul and do whatever to try to muck the game up. 
MB, you can tell he wasn't ready for that type of a contact. And so he, you know, he there it was steady diets of of elbow jumpers, um, top of the key, three pointers. You know, rarely did he mix it up and try to get in there. And then like and then and then to see that happen, it was just a fluke accident, Jonathan Kaminga landing right on that left knee, that very left knee. Just a fluke accident towards the end of the game. And so it, it sucks to to see that and you know, he was you know, I was right there. He 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 was in serious pain. And uh they even like when they um when he walked off and then when he got to the tunnel area that leads to going to the locker room, there was a wheelchair waiting for him and he declined to get, get in the wheelchair. He he walked it off and all the way to the locker room. So uh, you never want to see that, but I, I hope you know, I hope that he can get back as soon as possible. He's having an outstanding year and and, um, you know, it's just tough to see something like that. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. So, I mean, you were with the Sixers all day Tuesday, pregame, during the game, postgame. How funky was the mood around the team given all this stuff going on? Yeah, I mean, okay, so I think about that game, it was Marcus Morris was out that game. Tyrese Maxey was out that game. Nicholas Batum was out that game. Who am I missing? I'm I'm, I'm missing somebody. Uh, there were there was <laughs> five six guys that would be in the, that would be in the rotation. Um, you know, it's just a I, the the mood. You know, I spoke with Nicholas Batum a little bit, and you know, he told me he was like, man, 
as long as we're healthy at the right time, we're good. They're not sweating it, but obviously it's, you know, you can tell it's, they're, they're in a, a little state of shock just with everything that's going on. But as tonight, Tyrese Maxey, he, he came, he came back and had a tremendous first half. He's actually killing. He got 20 something points in the first half of this game against Utah. Um, exactly amount of points he had well excuse me 20 something pardon me he has 32 points at half <laughs> and philly is up 10 at halftime to, uh, in utah so maxi's okay <laughs> so maxi's okay uh, that little sprain that's that's what happens when you're young stein sprains they last a day when you get my age stein or your age sprains might as well be a broken foot you, you, you're going to be sidelined for a while <laughs> hey, one another thing on Maxi Stein, and I hate when he d- does this, but you just have to take it in. At, you know, he calls me sir all the time, all the time, and I hate it. Like kid, don't you be respectful. Love it. What are you to me. talking about? You love no, nah, no, nah, don't be don't be respectful to me. I ain't, I'm I don't I'm not ready to be of an age where I'm sir. You know what I mean? Save that respect for the you know go a decade. Older you than realize me. he is you know only I mean? a, he Say, is only a couple years older than your oldest. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, he could be dating my. You daughter. know what? Here's yeah. the thing. I don't. I yeah. don't. My best Tyrese Maxi story is that when I write about the Sixers on my BlackBerry, Maxi gets changed to Maxed on my spelt my uh, my autocorrect <laughs> and. I think it's accurate because I think the Sixers are yeah. going to have to max him this summer. And I think, I think they know <laughs> oh, so he's Tyrese max yeah. on my Blackberry. All right. Well, cool. Listen, this, yeah. this has been a chaotic week for us as well. We had hoped to tape Monday night because Tuesday, this past Tuesday, January 30th was the one year anniversary of this show. The very first episode of this league uncut ran on January 30th, 2023. Unfortunately, due to a wave of circumstances beyond our control, we had to postpone Monday's get together. So we were not able to tape the January 30th one year anniversary pod that we were planning. However, the way we're going to make up for that is we are going to stop right here and we are going to record a second episode that deals with the Bucks because after Chris covered Sixers at Warriors on Tuesday night for TNT, he immediately proceeded to Portland for the Damian Lillard homecoming. We're going to talk some Bucks. We'll see. Maybe we talk some Lakers and we will eventually bring it all the way back to the trade deadline, which again is now less than one week away Thursday, February 8th, 3 p.m. Eastern time, the trade buzzer sounds. So we're going to get into all that into the second half, the part two of this edition of This League Uncut. As always, everyone, if you haven't already, please follow the show, rate the show, review the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. Hang tight. Chris and I back very soon with more NBA talk for you as only we do it on this league uncut. And that'll do it for us. See you next time. Bye. Bye.
This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. Boom Shakalaka! Chris Haynes and Mark Stein! I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.